0: Welcome to the Party Trick Podcast, where we inspire and empower you to elevate every day. Hey guys, I look forward to having you join me today as I interview Jenna Wren. Jenna Wren is a photographer. I've had the pleasure of knowing the last handful of years. We've worked together on weddings as well as some personal events. She is a mom of three, an amazing hostess, and get ready for a really fun conversation. We talk about party tricks. We talk about Packs things that spark joy, why we love connection, little ways to celebrate the everyday, And I think you're going to enjoy it. So get ready. Hello, hello, Jenna. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you, Virginia? Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. I'm so excited to see you and chat with you today. I feel like it's been way too long outside of our like Instagram DMs. It's like time to actually face to face it. 100%. I'm so thrilled we've already shared a little bit about you with our audience, but I would love for you to share more about your journey, your
1: history, how you got into events, why photography? I always feel like we have this like in our head rehearsed and then it's like, actually, how did, like, what am I going to say? I've just, as cheesy as it sounds, like I've always been a kid who like grew up with such a love for the arts and such a love for lighting and photography and Like I would every single family vacation we went on, I had a camera in my hand. I was always like the one capturing the moments and stuff like that. And so I think it was always there in the back of my mind. But honestly, Virginia, like I was so terrified to pursue a career in the arts because I mean, I grew up hearing like so many of us did. You can't have a successful career doing this. Like you need something practical. You need to like pursue something that's going to be tangible. And so I listened to that, and I listened to that fear, and so when I went into college, um, and I also grew up dancing, so like dancing and the arts are like a huge part of who I am. Love it. When you see the world through those things, right, like your experiences, but I just completely like shut that part of me down and was like, nope, I gotta be practical. I need to have money, income coming out of college, and I'm here for a reason. Like this has got to work, and so I forced myself into this mold that so many of us do, and. went into English education, which I also love to write. And so it kind of made sense. And I was like, I can make an impact. I can shape the younger generation. I can write and fall back in love with like the artistic side of English. Um, And I did that for four years and was also like shooting weddings, doing portraits on the side. And what's so hard when you're in a career like that, there's so much like pressure on you and there's so many expectations and you do not have the creative freedom that like you want and you're longing for and you're putting in so many hours and then you're like there's really no dividend here like of yeah. course i loved teaching i loved my students i had amazing connections i'm actually photographing some of their weddings this summer how and cool yet, very cool but i just i was so terrified to like listen to myself and listen to my soul and then we had our first kid and i'm like I can't do this. This isn't sustainable. Like the practicality is it's not, I can't even afford to like put my kid in childcare and continue to teach. So while I was doing the teaching and the baby, I'm also doing weddings and shooting portraits and falling more in love with that. And at some point there was just this light in my head, like I've got to pursue this. I've got to see what is there. And so I quit my job in 2014. And this is going into my like 13th year this year of shooting weddings and things. And I just kind of never looked back. I was like, not burn the boats, but a little bit. Like, I'm not gonna give myself an out here. Like I have to make this work. And I had absolutely no business background at all, zero. And so I have had to scrap and piecemeal like all of it. Learn and try and fail. And but there's something that just wakes me up every morning with just like this passion. And I think that's when you know, right? Like. You're doing what you're supposed to do because I'm so excited and as much as I love my students and things like that, it was so hard to get up in the morning and go teach and do those things and when I left, it gave me the creative flexibility and income to support my kid and my husband and I and then also like pursue something I loved and fill that place in me so that's how I got started and I think I just love i love I love parties I love celebration I love romance and I've been married for 15 years of, as of last I week. Saw and that I saw happy
0: th- anniversary. I saw that you just
1: celebrated. I I feel like I shouldn't be old enough to have been married 15 years, but I definitely am. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not 20 anymore. So I think it is this culmination of being this person who like was passionate about the arts and wanted to leave the world a better place. And also just insanely in love with like celebration and couples and love and and all of that so long story short that's i am here today oh i love that
0: i mean as most people know my background is in special events and weddings and love and i love i love those memories i love the energy when everyone comes together to celebrate something and whether for me that was organizing it for you capturing and preserving yeah. those memories i think and i don't know tell me if i'm wrong here but photos are what you have at the end of it your memories, is like they imprint they stay stronger with your photos but that's what you have at the end of the day like no one remembers what shirt they bought last summer but they remember the memories and they remember the experiences they had and i think i would always tell my clients before invest in amazing photography and take yeah. the photos even if you feel like fat if you feel ugly if you feel any of those things you don't think it's pinterest perfect take those pictures because you will have the memory in your head and it does fade and so having an amazing photographer whether like you can have someone come along or you stick it on your iPhone. I feel like it's so valuable. I mean, I'm sure you agree because obviously it's why you went into this as well. But
1: yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're so right. And I think that that's a huge piece of it for me is like when we had our baby, like I started becoming even more like deep into the meaning of a photo and the meaning cuz they're only newborns for so long and they're why so not? I mean, we both have, have three of have two. Like they just grow up so fast. It feels like every day You look at them and you're like, you look so different today. Like, I look the same. I'm aging. But you look great. (laughs) Yeah. Working. And yet there is something like, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps even now. Like, just there's something so incredible about being able to be that close to love and capturing it. It's so sacred to me, Virginia. Like, it's fun. It's wonderful. But you're so right. Like, I really encourage my couples, like, let's just take that photo. Who are the important people at your wedding? I want to know what they look like so that we're looking for those people because you just never know like what could happen in a year. And it's, it's to me, it's very sacred being a photographer and being able to capture those memories for our couples. And you're right, they do that imprints, And then you get to share that with your friends and your loved ones and your future kids. And it's really special. It's cool. I love being an event. I, I think, again, having an event, having that moment to celebrate
0: with, your loved ones, or the ones that you don't love, but like actually, it's an opportunity to build connection and it's to build that love. Some of the most important things, obviously, is why we've gone into creating this business and why I was in party, uh, why I was in Bluebird before that. Um, and I think about specifically with photography, I look at a lot of photos with my children. My mom made these insane albums and they, like, we, I was just with her. We're recording in April right now and I was just with her for Easter. And my mom was showing my daughter a photograph of an Easter when I was my daughter's age. So my daughter's now six.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: for me, that immediately started bringing back memories of how we celebrated as a family. And again, whether you're snapping pics and actually like looking at them, like look at them, but print them out. I just unboxed a ton Because I'm like, I have some of my stuff. I'm moving. I'm in this crazy transition always. And my kids are like, what was that? And it's the stories that you're able to share, the community, the connection, passing stories along. My most favorite memories are stories and in times shared. And I think photos ate that so, so much. So I love that you are creating this for others, creating the ability for them to do that and being there for some of their most pivotal moments. I think it's such an amazing gift. And I love that you've been able to build a career out of it and do something that you're passionate about, both in the arts as well as the celebrations. It's, it's phenomenal. It's got to feel real great.
1: It does. Yeah. Thank you, Virginia. That was really sweet. And I i am very passionate about those things. And then having to also bring that back into my own life and saying, OK, I have to remember to like hire a good photographer or someone that I can trust to capture those memories and being in the camera with my kids and um, just remembering like I'm making memories for other people and to make my own too. And it's a good balance, but I do love what I do. And I'm so grateful to be in an industry where love and celebration are at the heart of it. It's just so cool.
0: So do you find in your personal life, because I did, and I think you kind of like teed this up in a way that resonated for me, Um, I found that like when I was planning all these parties for others or going to events over and over, I actually wasn't doing as much for myself, right. In terms of like making those experiences for my family and for myself. And it was the cobbler whose kids have no shoes until things started shifting the last few years. And in part, my kids are like so excited about their parties when they were two, they weren't really obviously. And I mean, Jenna, you were here for my daughter's sixth birthday last year and it was so amazing I have her girlfriend still talking about this this was like seven months ago at this point I mean we look at the photos of it all the time but I wasn't doing enough to celebrate the everyday or even celebrate those milestones in my life what do you do like in your family and are you celebrating the everyday are you celebrating the milestones how do you make this a priority
1: Mm, I love that question so during the great pause of 2020 I feel like we all did that like deep self-reflection. We had to, like it was us in the mirror, right? And so I know for us, Steve and I, we, at the time we were living in Colorado and because my kids were so young, I'd really focused my career on the location. Like I wanna be in Colorado, I wanna shoot here, I wanna be able to come home to them at the end of the night. But we were shooting so much and it was during the summer. And it's so hard when you're like, okay, they're going like growing up so fast and weddings are so amazing. I love every part of it. Like that's, it's just, it fills my cup. But then you go home the next day and you're like, whew, I need like a week off to breathe. It's hardcore. Yeah. Exactly. A hundred percent. And so one of the biggest things that we actually did, which is a big thing was move from Colorado to Austin, Texas, because one, we love the cold and love the snow, but it was like 10 months of that. And So now having more like summer year round and then our wedding seasons in Texas are opposite of Colorado. So it's been this nice blend and really saying, okay, we're done with the like 20 weddings a year. We're going to do like eight to 12, eight to 10 is actually like sweet spot. And then on that, on the little things, it is like, okay, having to do some self-reflection and owning, we didn't celebrate these moments, these milestones like we could have because we were tired. And part of that was young kids and things like that. But now I don't want another day to go by without having that connection with my kids. And so we are really intentional now about celebrating the little things or the big things. Like my kids come home from school and they've done a really cool painting and making it special and not, you know, over the top or they just have a suspicion related ego, but really making them feel seen and and know that their hard work, their diligence paid off into something beautiful. And we get to celebrate that. And I think celebration also comes with connection. Like, it's one thing if I'm just like, oh, that's great, Sawyer. I love that photo. You did so great. Your killer little photo. Okay. Like, and I have to be so intentional. So we know, we put our phones away from five to eight when they're awake. And we're just with our kids every single day. And when we shoot weddings, I have multiple days off after that so that I can really recoup that time with them. And I mean, in a small way too, like I have to take better care of my body, like exercise, nutrition, so that I can have a long, healthy life with these guys and for myself too, because we deserve that. Oh yeah, for
0: sure. I think, again, it goes back to this, if you don't put the estrogen mass on yourself first, like you're no, of no help to anyone else. And so taking that time, and I'm not very good at it, uh, to... Prioritize that so you can show up the best way possible, professionally, personally, as a role model you want to be in all the all the ways. So hosting at home, just to pivot yeah. a little bit. Do you host much at home? Much, like, and not special occasion, but just whether it's getting sports after school, kids parties, yourself, and
1: whether it's girlfriends or a couple friends. What's your hosting style? Mm, I love that. So I'm a Southern girl, born and raised, and I think... I'd like to think that hospitality is just like built into my DNA. Um, So I love, I love to host. I love a good party. I love whether it's like a big thing, like a birthday or a holiday and and having it in my home because I do really enjoy cooking and I enjoy the process of planning things and putting it together. So being honest, I think any chance I get, like, again, big or small, I'm like, let's host. Like, if it's just us and the kids, we'll like light candles and I love to have like pretty plates. But for me, that opportunity to bring people in and make them help them to feel warm and invited and to just like kind of lighten the load of life. I think that's the whole point, right? Is like gathering connection, eating good food, making good memories, laughing, being real and authentic. And any chance I get, I'm, we're hosting some friends tomorrow night and it's going to be fun. It's going to be really good. Amazing. What are you guys doing? So that's a good question. I think we're gonna grill. So I should jump on party trick and see if I can find like a little mm-hmm. grill out thing. And then fire pit and s'mores, like a hundred percent. So I yeah.
0: love s'mores. I actually I have a new good friend who has a cotton candy company. She's actually on the podcast too. And I love how her company, and there's something about cotton candy, there's something about s'mores that brings back and sparks joy. It makes you think about childhood. And it's like, it brings that element of nostalgia and it's just like yummy and fun. I love a good fire. Um, I want to ask you about joy in a minute, but I have two questions about, is there anything about hosting that you find particularly stressful or you don't? I mean, it sounds like you love it, which is amazing. I know that people, it's a polarizing question. Some love it, some don't. I think we all have one trigger point where you're like, oh my God, I don't like figuring out the music. I don't like figuring out, like what is it that's stressful for you? I'm I'm always curious to ask.
1: No, that's a really great question. I, cause I don't mind the cleaning, right? We're all going to clean our house a little bit. I love to like go get some fresh flowers and like set the scene and like plating and things like that are really important to me. I, I hate it when we have people over and we're like, let's just use paper plates. Sometimes that's just practical, but I love to set that. The thing that really, really, really stresses me out the most is not having a some sort of like theme or cohesion (laughs) maybe this is the English girl in me but I'm like what's the theme you know what are we doing and so I really and Pinterest is such a like hard place to find things because you could google like or Pinterest something and you're like there's a hundred different recipes and I don't know what to pick from so having like a recipe that goes with what I'm desiring right like for barbecue it would be great to do chicken and have s'mores and so Having this kind of like almost witsy, campfire-y barbecue outdoor setting tomorrow night makes it easy for me to go, okay, something on the grill that's healthy and delicious would be perfect versus a pot roast or a chili. So the the part that stresses me out the most is what am I going to fix? What am I yeah. going to cook?
0: Yeah. No, I think curating all the pieces of the puzzle so that they are cohesive is so challenging. So I love that you lean into kind of figuring out what is the theme so it does and it can feel a little bit more cohesive. Being a photographer, being an artist, how important is lighting? Like, do you actually think about lighting at your of events, like events at home? That one's like, like it, it sparked in the beginning. I've been curious, like, how do you monitor oh lighting God. at home? Cause I've heard you say, like, you're lighting candles with the kids before. So what yeah. are you doing?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and even it's kind of a drizzly day outside here in Austin. I'm like constantly working with mm-hmm. you. I'm like, her lighting is so perfect. And now I feel like I'm like dark and like, well, I'm in this cave. But, Yeah. Lighting is, it's literally everything to me. Like, okay. For instance, tomorrow night, like I can't wait to sit outside after dinner's done. And we have like maybe a glass of wine or some tea. And we have like these really cute boho string lights. We turn those on and we light the fire and it just kind of like calms everything and brings it together. And it's such a per, like, it's such a perfect way to bring conversation, right? Like it's cozy. Everybody's there. And then when we're eating dinner, I love the intimacy of a candle or, or I want the windows to be open and it just like flooding the room because to me, it just, it just illuminates things or it brings people together. It's so interesting. I love that question.
0: I think it's something that people overlook and overthink a lot. And I, I know from planning and designing like crazy events. I mean, we spend more than some people spend on a whole wedding just on light. Actually, like every wedding I did the last handful of years was well over the cost of the average wedding just on yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But that is how important and it can set and transform. And I go back to my mom. Like we ate in the dark under candlelight. I had candles oh. at breakfast because that was yeah. the way my. And it's a little extra. And honestly, I sometimes hate when she's comes over and mom, if you're listening, sorry. She like, it is so dark in here i'm like i can't see my food and part of it is i actually do like seeing my food like it's beautiful um so it's hard not being able to see it. but if it's too bright everyone's on edge it's like when you're when you're producing a large field event you're monitoring the crowd and changing the lighting to kind of set the tone and people don't think about that in their homes in the same way unless yeah. you're really attuned to it which you are I think mm-hmm. I am because of that industry before, but it's like, okay, is it too bright? Is it too dark? What's the right level? And you want it to go down as the night evolves. So either you get that really cozy, you get it so dark that you want people to leave or so dark when they're partying so hard that they feel comfortable partying the way they want to party potentially. <laughs> like, totally. Yeah. No, I think lighting is fascinating. I'm a, big, I, I'm a big candle person as well. And I was speaking with another event planner. She's terrified of candles. And really? they've just had some bad, like, experiences fire related and like in colorado we can have candles all over the place we don't have as many open flame laws as like california for instance and so that's something that in my home at events um i have i just finally got like beautiful bistro lights set up here and i can't wait till like this summer because i'm in a new house entertain under like prettier lighting i think it's so it changes so much so Pro tip, pro hack from planner, designer, and photographer. <laughs> Pay attention to your lighting. It changes yes. things. And it's those subtle things. But they really do impact like when you're hosting. So,
1: yeah. yeah. No, you're totally right. It really is important. And now I'm going to be like walking around the house like, we need another lamp with you there. <laughs> I know. Oh, amazing. my God. Mintu has the best scented candles and they last so long. So anthropology is like my go-to for candles. Always. Yes.
0: Well, I have one of my all time favorites burning just on the side of the computer because I love some good scented love. I mean, my, by the way, there are these candles and then we'll get back on topic. But my, <laughs> so my sister is a floral designer and a stylist and she used to do a lot of my weddings. And we had a wedding and an event. And so this is a level of like attention to detail when you're trying to like infuse meaning into a wedding. She had the most insanely beautiful candles poured for this wedding. They are from, Basically, they're all true beeswax. The whole room smelled like honey, which mm-hmm. here's another pro tip. You don't want too many scented t- candles around food because it's going to compete with the flavor. Right. You want to keep relatively unscented. However, in this instance, though everything smelled like a natural honey flavor. And like in this instance, like it was true, true beeswax honey. I mean, the evening smelled divine. It actually complemented the menu that we were serving. Perfect. And I still have some of them. And I have them in the other room and like I'll burn them. And those are the perfect to burn down a table. So think about the candles that you're using, scented, not scented, um, to make sure you're not overly competing as well. So No, that's such a good point. Yeah, I love candles. I love lighting. I could talk about it all day. I know. Me too, clearly. Um, (laughs) Okay, so when you're hosting, back to that, what are some of your favorite like tips and hacks? Like do you have a a go-to party trick?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I don't know if this is like from my affinity with like Italy and the Mediterranean like vibe, but I, even in the summertime with our kids, like I want, to, I want to like spruce things up, even if we're just like hanging out and we're doing like peanut butter and jellies. So I will do a charcuterie board for anything. And I have this really long, beautiful piece of wood that someone made for me and it is my go-to. So last summer I'd cut up like little sandwiches and throw some like crackers and fruit and veggies on and just like bring that outside or for hosting I that's a go-to like I feel like I always have like a good cheese a good meat a good like source of veggies and fruit on hand or nuts because it's such a cool way to like make something beautiful and intimate and fun but also like nutritious and so charcuterie is my go-to always Um, I love a good grazing board charcuterie
0: board like so so up my alley as well this is kind of random but I was actually on Instagram last night and one of my old team members from Bluebird um, she does great great charcuterie boards but she was showing me images from her Easter and I share this because it was on my mind I'm like oh my god my kids would die over this I think a charcuterie board for adults because it's great it's like sitting there and easy and so she did this one. And she said she made this Easter grazing board. She did on her grazing board, there was candy. There were carrots because, quote unquote, duh, bunny crackers. (laughs) I mean, this is like a perfect kid's charcuterie board, a fake egg. Then she had little help shots, like little ginger shots. It's like a random smattering of stuff that worked for Easter in a really funny way. Now, Mm -hmm. not the typical charcuterie board, obviously just a grazing board, but it's like a great way that like, take take Jenna's party trick. Always have one. Tailor it. And if you want to theme it, theme it. If you want to make it kid more kid appropriate, do so. I mean, I think adults, everyone appreciates it. Like everyone wants that snack. Mm-hmm. Um, they just do. And even if they, they like, you don't know if people ate before, if your timing's running off, if you have that available, um, people who are well fed and have their water or drinks or whatever they have, they tend to be more relaxed. And I mean, the goal is to be to keep your guests relaxed, which will keep you relaxed
1: as well. Hundreds 100%. I mean, we've all been at those parties or, you know, like networking things or whatever where you're like, I'm starving and I'm like, I need to have like good conversation. And you're like, you can't stop thinking about how thirsty or hungry you are. And so I think food is such a perfect way to just really bring that like intimacy in and It's a great way to pull people together. And then, of course, like your guests feel super comfortable or your family feels super comfortable. That's definitely the goal.
0: My daughter now knows hangry, the (laughs) expression hangry. Yep. I think the goal is never let your guests get angry at an event. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, so many of those like cocktail party networking style events Mm. where they're only passed and there isn't some sort of stationed i mean i would always have at least one station at our large-scale events because like you need to escape and go get that and you can't ever control what gets actually past you if servers get around you that's obviously the large-scale event i mean i don't mm-hmm. have people passing hors d'oeuvres at dinner parties at my house but also it's like a way lighter lift right it's a w- great way the lighter lift you can do that um, versus individually like prepared hors d'oeuvres it takes so much time energy and effort that's actually just for education look up to others that's why they're so expensive. When you're catering yeah. an event, there's so much labor that doing a beautiful checkered board. Um, I love it. It's a go-to yeah. always. So yeah,
1: I think it's yeah. a great hack for anyone. And my kids actually love putting those together too. Like for their little neighbor friends and stuff, it's just a great way to like enjoy time together and also be well fed for sure. So important, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. indeed. indeed, I love it. Okay, so
0: <laughs> what? What sparks joy in your life? Like, what are the things that you're like, oh my goodness, it's just like warms my heart, sparks so much joy in me?
1: Hmm. Man, I think, I think it's, it is, It, it just keeps going back to the nights where like, whether it was just me and the kids, I was hanging out with friends or we're hosting something and it's kind of after dinner, after the like, me kind of being on moments and we're just sitting around and just talking and enjoying company and I am always thinking about some kind of flame I feel like like a candle or a fire pit or camping and it is it's it's that gathering of like deep meaningful conversations and just laughing your head off like I love to laugh it's such a huge stress reliever I mean bring the tears bring the laughter I it's that's what sparks joy for me is connection laughter you know moments that that to me when i think back on the years with my kids and my closest friends or family or new friends it's that that i want more of 100% well i think we all need a bit more joy yeah. i um we too i think the
0: world can be so heavy and i think thinking about a handful of years ago it was probably 5 6 years ago now i started doing this practice with a girlfriend where every day we'd send each other 10 things we're grateful for and i was oh. in like a deep like darker period of my life. And it was one of those things. And some days it's just I'm grateful for coffee. Well, every day I'm grateful for coffee. But it, as I yeah. slip on it, I'm grateful for fresh snow. I'm grateful for my baby's smile. I'm grateful okay. they slept all night. Like at this point they were like Elizabeth was a itty bitty. And mm-hmm. I think that the things that spark joy and recognizing them and appreciating them is so important. And I think that's one of the things that we want to do. We want to celebrate the joyful moments and those connection but like name it and say it. And I bring up that gratitude example because I mean, it's what do you appreciate? What are your joys? Like what sparks joy and what are you grateful for? And like every day having a small little moment to like pause and be aware of it just exacerbates in a positive way that feeling. Um, And I think again, in a world where there's like constant heavy sadness, news and so much being pushed at us, Taking a moment to, like, relish the positive is, like, the most important thing. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I love that. I love the, like, idea of going back and forth with someone you care about and, like, really pausing and thinking about what you're grateful for, what good happened out of your day. That's good. I love
0: it. It's a fun way to stay in touch as well with someone. She lives in London. So she's, we became best friends when we were high high school, basically. And it's an amazing way to connect over something positive. Mm -hmm. And. In the spirit of transparency, because I'm overly transparent, it started turning negative and it became a little bit of like, I'm grateful for something bad not happening. And it was like this weird right pivot. It was almost like a humble brag gratitude thing, which wasn't right. good. Not a humble yeah. brag, but I, I guess like I'm not articulating that very well. I We both called each other out. We're like, this isn't the point of this. The point is actually to find, even if it doesn't seem significant. Like, I'm grateful mm-hmm. I got a hot shower. Yeah. Like yeah. we take those things for granted and it caused us to have a really great point of connection. And again, this is all about connection and community. And yeah. if you can't do this in person, like if you're far away, um, you can find ways to replicate and spark joy and, spark- and find that community outside of justing in touch on social or justing in touch. So l- those little like moments of joy practice or gratitude practice are always fun ones for me.
1: So Yeah, I love that. I one thing I do every morning is and it, it's not easy, like getting up way before dawn and just like writing out like what I'm grateful for, because I have to set the time. I'm someone who struggles with anxiety. And if I don't like wake up and kind of put those things aside, I will walk through my day with like negative reels playing in my head. But oh, yeah. just being intentional and saying, I'm grateful that I slept good last night or I have to pee or my kids get to go to good school. Like those are little things that as the day goes on and life hits, I'm like, okay, remember that. Remember that space you started the day with. So yeah, you're totally right. I love it. I love it.
0: Okay. So you have friends coming over tomorrow night. Are you going to, and this is random, but for your s'mores, do you go traditional
1: or do you add anything? Did you like s'mores bar? Oh, that's a really good idea. So I, because our kids have been so young for so long, I always like, we would kind of hand it to them. But I think a s'mores bar would be really fun. Um, and I'm gluten-free and one of the kiddos is gluten-free. So like finding a way to kind of, they'll create, you know, you can use like two marshmallows instead of like the crackers is great. Um, and I think it's, okay, so it's the dark chocolate cups. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, yep. Is it chose? Oh my God. Justin's. I think it's something like that. Those They're be, all, yeah. Are, mm-hmm. yeah, those are like, divine and those are for the adults (laughs) so we'll like have like the good stuff for like us and then like some gluten-free and things but I like the idea of a s'mores bar just to add like a little touch of fun and as parents too like things can get monotonous right so I've made s'mores for my kids a couple hundred times by now so instead of just like okay let's do the s'more thing and be patient like I think creating something that's like hey guys like let's be patient take our turn like let's create it right here and then go to the fire or you get to select your ingredients it builds patience in them it kind of alleviates the <laughs> stress and monotony to me but it also makes it really fun for everyone so i think i've done for part
0: i love that i love it we last year and we we do sunday sundays Ooh, so what's that oh my kids have named like every day of the week so taco tuesday watermelon wednesday yeah. sunday sundays so ice cream sundays which yeah. like, I don't keep ice cream in the house because I eat it. Um, yes. <laughs> but but they, they still beg every Sunday. And so the like having that consistency, but then diversity within that is such a fun way to spark celebration in the everyday. But last year we were on spring break and the place we were staying in Mexico had a s'mores bar every night. And my kids go to that early, but we would go down. And it's one of the things that they remember most. And they would choose, is it regular flavored marshmallow or was it a strawberry flavored marshmallow, milk or dark or white chocolate? And it wasn't that many options. And I mean, a lot to do at home on an everyday basis, but so impactful because it was a little bit different. So if you have a thing that you're doing as a routine, whether it's building the patience or whether it is, you know, mixing it up. And instead of this week, we're doing it this way, doing it that way. The theme is the same. But a little bit of diversity, like, will create a bigger imprint. Sometimes I find, um, yeah, it allows for flexibility as well when
1: you can't find <laughs> when you can't find the chocolate that you really want. So that's so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's a huge part of life that's just that is. It's just like daily monotony. Get up, take the kids to school, do the work, do the exercise, all of that. And yet, like, if we can take our computer to a coffee shop and work, that's something that can spark joy, change an environment. If we set up like options for our kids, maybe Taco Tuesdays with beans and rice, or you can have chicken or you could have beef. Like you have some options instead of it being like, nope, this is dinner. Have some of it or don't. Good luck. (laughs) Have fun. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, I love celebrating the everyday and I'm so lucky I've been able to have uh, Jenna in my life personally and professionally to capture it, to celebrate it with. I love following you and watching what you're up to because again I think we need more beauty and photographers capture such beauty so tell us where can people find you and what's best to to stay in touch and follow along your journey
1: oh yeah that's awesome so thank you Virginia that's super sweet I feel like I'm constantly inspired by the things you're putting out there especially as a mom working hard with your two littles so yeah. i am on instagram at jennerin photography that's a very easy way to stay in touch or hello at jennerin photography.com and i'm a big dm person like i just think it's great to like send a voice dm if you have questions or you just want to chat like i i love being able to like hear a voice and also make sure it's not a bot right because we're all <laughs> weird but who knows who knows so yeah, definitely let's chat if you if you have questions, especially about celebrating those little things because I yeah, love to do it. I sure. love it.
0: Well, Jenna, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we got to chat. Guys, go check her out. Um, DM, even just look because the inspiration from what Jenna is capturing is amazing and it has inspired me with some of my day to day. And again, I would rather be fed beautiful things in my feed than mm-hmm. some of the scary. I mean, we want to dose of reality, obviously, but... The beauty is amazing and she's been such an inspiration. So
1: have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you, Virginia. Have a good one. Thanks.